Now, Paul, this one, attaches a title to our sermons when he puts them online. And I have to say, we all love and appreciate Paul so much. And we have to say that because his mother's watching this morning. But anyway. <laughs> and, and I told him I'm gonna save him the trouble of coming up with a title because this is, determined, this is entitled, Let's Go Fishing. And we're gonna talk about some specific fishermen there are lots of fish stories in the Bible. We heard, you know, something about Jonah this morning, and it said, and God called Jonah a second time. Because the first time he called Jonah, Jonah ran away and ended up spending some time in the belly of a large fish. In the New Testament, we have the miracle of the loaves and fishes. Are you all getting a lot of feedback from the microphone? Hello, upstairs getting a little feedback on the mic. We have the miracle of the loaves and fishes, and another time, Peter couldn't catch any fish and told, until Jesus told him to fish on the other side of the boat. And when he did, the nets became so full, they could barely bring them in. So now we have Jesus as fishing guide. Well, let's look at today's fish story. To set the scene, Jesus is aware that his time is not far off, and he says, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. And those who are called to believe the good news are called to spread it around. There's an urgency to Jesus' message, and he walks around looking for those who will embody his prophetic witness. He finds two, and then he finds two more. Well, let's look at those four. The first two are Simon and Andrew, and then James and John, the sons of Zebedee. They're working in the family fishing business, and that's not something you just up and leave, and certainly not to follow some man. It's radical. The Messiah is radical. The whole gospel we are called to share is radical. And people have lost their lives become of it, and others have had their lives given to them because of it. Now, they didn't say, hang on a minute, I need to mend the nets. Hire someone to take my place. Be sure the boats are in good shape. None of this immediately. They left their nets and followed him. Immediately. Hymn 661 says, they cast their nets in Galilee just off the hills of Brown. Such happy, simple fishermen before the Lord came down. Before they ever knew the peace of God that filled their hearts brimful and broke them too. 
Following Jesus is not all roses and butterflies. I'm not sure I would be ready to drop everything at a moment's notice and charge off into the unknown. And furthermore, Paul says, the gifts and calling of God are irrevocable. They are for a lifetime. He's not telling these men to go off on a mission trip for a week. This is the call of a lifetime. They are called to prophetic witness. What does Jesus tell the fishermen he wants them and us to do? Become fishers of men. He tells them to go fishing. Now, you have to envision how these men fished. They didn't go out with a bamboo pole with a worm on the end of it. They cast their nets as wide as they could and pulled them in with all the fish in them. All the fish. Not just the ones that will bring a good price at the market. All of them, including what we might call trash fish. We know that not all the people these fishermen meet will accept the message. Some simply will not. But we need to cast our nets wide enough to bring in all sorts of folks, understanding that we will not always be successful, but we are to keep going. We will continue to fish. Jesus says, let's go fishing and see what happens. This metaphor, this fishers of men, despite the obvious missionary interpretation, does not just refer to saving of souls, as if Jesus were conferring upon these men instant evangelist status. Is Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior? Let's sing hallelujah. And the hooking of fish can be a euphemism for judgment upon the rich and powerful. It's right there in Amos. Taking this mandate for his own, Jesus is inviting common folks to join him in his struggle to overturn the existing order of power and privilege and I love that this about the notion about inviting us to the work of figuratively, maybe literally, flipping the tables of the money changers. Come and follow me, and we will make a difference in this world. That's prophetic witness. Who are the prophetic witnesses of our lifetime? There are lots of places, even right here. People who have heard the call <clears throat> and accepted it and carried it out. Archbishop Oscar Romero of El Salvador heard the call to go fishing. He knew those some call trash fish ever so well. He knew them. He was a modern prophet, a fisher of men, and he understood the cost of prophetic witness. 
And, and like Jesus, he invited the most unexpected people to the way of Jesus' kingdom. He offered the love of Jesus to the poor and the oppressor alike. The poor and the oppressor. That's radical and difficult. He cast his nets wide. His attempt to proclaim the good news did not end well. He was the victim of a vicious, cowardly murder, but his legacy lived on. <clears throat> a professor at Duke Divinity School says, those who prepare the way for Jesus will suffer, be persecuted, and maybe even killed. Now, I'm not suggesting that we must all go out and put our very lives on the line, but there are small things each of us can do. We can speak up when someone uses a racial slur or belittles someone. It's all part of following Jesus, of bearing prophetic witness. Now, in many ways, our world today is not so different from the world of Jesus or Oscar Romero. We still have dysfunctional systems, including religious systems. Oppressive powers still allow the exploitation of children, women, different religions, and people of color. Jesus says we need to repent and believe that alternatives to such tragic realities exist. Like the fishermen, we need to follow Jesus, letting go of whatever makes us keep allowing the dehumanization of God's people. Now the last two bits of that hymn I quoted a few minutes ago says, Young John who trimmed the flapping sails, homeless in Patmos died. Peter who hauled the teeming nets, head down, was crucified. The peace of God, it is no peace, but strife closed in the sod. Yet let us pray for just one thing, the marvelous peace of God.